Our next guest on Beyond a Doubt is a man who has taken a deep dive into a niche segment of consumer electronics, audio. He's been running his own YouTube channel since 2017, focusing on headphones, speakers, and audio gear. And that's not even his main job. He also works at vidIQ, helping other creators learn and grow their channels just like his. And today we're going to talk to him about all of that. Jeffrey Mendez, El Jefe Reviews. Welcome to the podcast. Ah, Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to come on. So this is uh, Beyond a Doubt, and if you're not familiar, this is kind of a this is a segment where I get to talk to some of my friends that are around the space. Actually, you would have been would be a great interview just for the normal podcast itself because you are an audio experte. But um, um, I just wanted to have you on uh, for Beyond a Doubt. It's kind of like. You know, and this is actually kind of related, but this is kind of like my version of Juan Bagnell's creator chat, uh, which is, by the way, how I got introduced to you in the first place. So, um, yeah, so it was kind of a cool throwback and you're a good guy and we've chatted a little bit on offline. So I figured let's uh, let's get you online. And I brought the shades because (laughs) you're all about the sunglasses. I don't know how long these are going to last, but um (laughs) But I'm going to keep them on for as long as I can. But, uh, you know, the secret to my shades is they're bifocals. Nice. So they're, they're reading glasses down here so I can actually read because I have eyes that are terrible because I'm old, you see. So, hey, man, um, why don't we, uh, why don't we get, just get started? Um, let's, uh, let's, talk about your, let's talk about you for a little bit because that's why you're here. You got started in, back in 2017 and um, you didn't originally start with audio gear. You were kind of kind of like me, kind of like actually all over the place. I was just kind of wondering, like, how did you settle in on audio reviews the way you did? Uh, I mean, because it was basically like anything else. I was, you know, started off the channel slowly and I was uh, reviewing just kind of tech in general, just the things that I was kind of ordering for myself and stuff that I had already and just kind of kicking it off and getting started. Um, the reason that it ended up going towards audio is, um, as soon as I started reviewing headphones, um, well adding the headphone reviews to what I was already reviewing, those tended to do much better than the other videos. Ah. And, and I believe it had, you know, probably had something to do with the fact that I was more excited about it, or maybe there was higher popularity, but I did notice that they were always getting consistently higher views than the other videos. So after talking to to some of the other um, YouTube creators that I was familiar with, they were kind of pointing me in the direction of like, hey, you know what, if that works better on your channel and you're already actually very passionate about that, then maybe you should lean into it. Maybe you should go for it like five, 10 videos in a row, see where this goes. See what happens. And that changed. Yeah. And then that changed the whole trajectory of the channel. Oh, that's amazing. That's really cool. And I, yeah. I like um, I like analytics. And I like data. So it, it, it speaks yeah. to me on a fundamental level that you let the that you let the um, the, uh, the, uh, the 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 data kind of uh, kind of show mm-hmm. you where to go, show you the way as it were. And that's fun. So how did sunglasses yeah. get into the picture? Was that just a just a thing or I'm just I'm just curious because you, you are a sunglasses guy so yeah yeah no it's so it's more mostly to do with uh being light sensitive especially with the lights required for the studio yeah. so when I was first starting doing my videos on YouTube I was just using like the, the light like the light in the room mm-hmm. essentially yeah and uh you know I was kind of doing okay with that but as soon as I got softbox lights that were like in my face to improve the lighting 
it, it immediately, like after five, 10 minutes just triggered my light sensitivity, started getting really bad headaches, really bad migraines every time I shot a video. And then, you know, we're like, you know, why don't I just put the shades on like I do when I go outside? Because I don't go outside without sunglasses, oh, yeah. like not it for anything, even to check the mail. So um, I just put them on. And then after that, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to roll with it. And it's been, it's it's got its good side and its bad side because it keeps me from getting headaches. The bad side is that I get so many hate comments about it. <laughs> But it is what it is. Like, I, I really don't care at this point. I ain't hating on you. That's awesome. I mean, it, no, no, yeah, no, it, it's no, part absolutely. of your brand. It's in your logo, for God's sakes. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah, and you, exactly. you got the... At this point, I'm leaning into Yeah, it. and you got the... Uh, I can't point in the right direction, but you've got the emoji with the sunglasses on it. That's a nice touch. I like that. Yep. So you are clearly yep. a StreamYard professional, so... Um, which is pretty cool, which is cool. I'm, I'm just getting into it myself. So I use StreamYard mainly for these Beyond a Doubts just because it's super convenient just to post it straight over to the uh, to the YouTubes. So uh, so anyway, you know, we were talking off air and, you know, this, this show, Beyond a Doubt, is not necessarily about the tech. It's also about the people. And you mentioned that you had just gotten your second COVID vaccination and you weren't feeling... Uh, all that great about it. Now, I got my second shot last week, as I, as I mentioned, and I did a whole Twitter thread about like post shot symptoms mm-hmm. and that I was that I was experiencing. And honestly, after two days, like my final update on that thread was, well, this whole thread turned into a big old nothing burger because like I was like I had a sore arm, but that was about yeah. it. So but you not so and you not so much. You said you had some uh, side effects there. What happened? Yeah, also, I, so just to, to clarify, I just got the first one. I haven't gotten the second one yet. Oh, the, this is the first shot. Yeah, okay. it was the first one, yeah. And um, yeah, so I got the, immediately got the arm soreness. And um, But ever mm. since I got it, it's been like two and a half days worth of a headache and really tired mm. and stuff. So it's been one of those things where it isn't super bad or anything like that. Tylenol's been helping me just kind of keep it at bay. But yeah. uh, it's getting lighter, so it's getting a little bit better. So I would say, if anything, uh, in the grand scheme of things, my side effects have been light. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. And you know, it's important. And someone actually pointed this out to me, like on my, on my thread was like, you know, it's important to not only talk about like the really horrible side effects, but also the people that it's not so bad. Like, you know, because that kind of sends a, a message of hope. I guess you will, if you will, to the uh, folks that are looking down the barrel of an impending vaccination. So, uh, but uh, are you a team Moderna or team Pfizer or? Oh yeah. We've actually, they had stopped. Uh, well, they were doing Johnson, but then they stopped and then, right. they, so they switched us over. So when I actually arrived there, I was assuming I was going to get the Johnson Johnson one I actually got there. They were like, no, we're doing Pfizer. I'm like, oh, all right, I guess I got to come back. So they immediately, as soon as I got there, they were scheduling my second shot. And then okay, uh, yeah. went and then got this one. So, but yeah. All so, right. Yeah, team, Pfizer. team Pfizer all the way. I yep. like it. Um, you are a, shoot, was it customer, uh, customer like growth manager or something like that for vidIQ? Yeah. Tell me about that if you could. Yeah. So it's a customer success manager, which is kind of a, a strange oh, that's, title, that's yeah. but, um, but it makes sense because that's basically what I do there. Like I was hired by vidIQ as a content creator and my job is to talk to other content creators directly, our customers. Uh, on how to best take advantage of our tools to show them how I use them myself to help grow my channel. Um, so th- essentially that's what it is. So we talk, uh, you know, amongst each other. I participate in the live streams as well. Um, we're even working with our creator partners like on clubhouse. And so we're, we're working around different teams on, on how to really um, help creators in any way we can help the creator community um, in any, any way we can. And thankfully I'm working for a great company. It's a dream job for me because Everybody, yeah. everybody's super cool. And 
it's so creator focused that um, I, I couldn't imagine. Like, I couldn't imagine working anywhere else now. But it's funny because uh, four years ago, I could have never pictured myself working for this company. So, sure, yeah. sure. But I mean, so what is what does VidIQ do? Like, what is uh, what is VidIQ's spiel? Like, why why should I sign up for VidIQ? I guess well, is my question. well, basically. So you know, they're YouTube tools, right? So there's a lot of different YouTube tools and extensions out there that are available. It's VidIQ. You've got uh, TubeBuddy out there. There's Morning Fame. Um, there's probably a few others that I'm, I'm forgetting about. Um, so there's different tools that can help you. And it's more about optimizing. And especially okay. as, as a channel is starting out, you know, you want to learn, you know, you, you want something that's going to help you kind of make things easier for you. If it's, you know, SEO, search engine optimization, finding mm -hmm. keywords that are, you know, ranking in search, because obviously you want to make videos about topics that people actually actually want to watch, you know, you don't sure. want to make videos about things that nobody cares about. So that's right. stuff that, you know, that we can sort of help you with. And we have other tools that kind of lean into that as well. Uh, tracking mm. competitors, uh, you know, to, I think the, one of the bigger ones that I really enjoy using is, uh, we have a, a tool to compare thumbnails. So that's one of the ah, ones that I really okay. appreciate. And then just recently we released a tool called daily video ideas. So for creators who, um, are having trouble with coming up with ideas for their videos. Um, it's a, it's like a AI machine learning program that looks at your channel, looks at what's working on YouTube and will give you every single day. We'll give you fresh ideas for videos huh. based on your awesome. own content and what's working in like that space. So if it's like tech, it's going to give you tech ideas. If it's beauty and makeup, it's going to give you beauty and makeup ideas. So it's pretty sweet. So, um, nice. I'm, I'm actually really enjoying it. So in other words, vid, vid IQ will look at my channel and say, you know, this guy El Jefe reviews. He wears sunglasses in all his videos. Maybe you should do that. And I'm thinking <laughs> that's not such a bad idea now that you mention it. Because I got to be honest with you, I look pretty awesome right now. Hey man, so, that's yeah. the benefit. I, that's what I tell people is like, you know, I wear the glasses for two for two reasons. One of them is to protect myself from migraine headaches, and you know, looking cool is a good side effect. So mm -hmm. that's right. And the other one is makes you jealous. So. <laughs> Oh man, I love it. I love it. So, okay, that's that's pretty cool. So, um how did you get hooked up with them? Did they like recruit you? Did they see like you're doing a great job on the channel? So, why don't you teach other people how to do great jobs on their channels or Yeah, so it's fill out an application. How did that work yeah, out? Yeah, so it's kind of it was kind of cool. You know, uh, one of the ways that really helped was you know, I met the team. So being that I'm a creator, I'm a part of the community and I want to grow and I'm, I'm a geek about the analytics and all that stuff. So, you yeah. know, I would attend the conferences, you know, like Vid Summit and things of that nature. And okay. I got to meet the team there. But also uh, one of my one of my friends uh, who I met through doing YouTube is Travis, uh, Travis MCP. And he, oh, yeah. he was yeah. already employed by them for a good while. So cool. when it came time for him to expand his particular team within the company, that's when he, you know, had approached me and was like, Hey, you know, is this something you would be interested in applying for? And nice. I was, you know, it was a, it was a major leap because I was in a completely different career path, um, professionally. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, wow, this is kind of wild. So, you know, but I said, you know, what? It, it, with no risk, no reward and growth really happens when you leave your comfort zone. And I was like, you know what, let's, um, let's see kind of where this goes. And, um, you know, we went through the interviews and stuff and, you know, it all worked out. So, um, and it's like I said, awesome. it's a dream job for me because now I get to work from home permanently and I get to help creators, you know, grow their channels. So, yeah. Yeah. And, um, speaking of, speaking of channel growth, you, you're, you just crossed a, a, a 50,000 milestone. Yeah. So congratulations on Thanks, that. Man. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty great. And like, and I'm just, you know, just browsing through your channel, you know, you've got like. 
you know, 50,000 views here. You've got a couple of a uh, couple of videos that are like over like hundreds of thousands of views. So, I mean, you you are clearly doing some things right over on the uh, YouTube space, which is which I am very much not. And I understand that. So, like, you see, like for me, YouTube is kind of like a secondary to the podcast. Like, you know, mm. this this conversation that we're having right now is going to go out onto YouTube because, you know. Everybody needs to see how awesome I look in these sunglasses. Right. But no, um, but I, there's going to be an audio version as well that I'm going to release to the podcast feed because, like, the podcast is kind of like my focus. And, like, YouTube right. just allows me to bring a visual element to an audio medium. And so, but so that's awesome. But when it comes to, like, a channel like yours, like, how, what's your, what's your publish rate? Are you, like, are you, like, weekly over on the, on your channel there or, what do you have like a set schedule where you do like every every x number of days or how does that how does that work out for you um at this point it's uh, for actually for most of the time or most of the career on youtube uh it's been weekly if not um if i get lucky sometimes twice per week but mostly it's okay. once a week um that's what i've held myself to that was the actually that was kind of like a promise i had made myself when i first mm -hmm. started was because some of the videos that I was watching at the time were like Nick Nimmin's videos and um, Think Media, Sean Cannell's videos, where they would talk about consistency. And one in one of the videos, I forgot who exactly had said it, but they were like, hey, if you're going to get started, make yourself a, a promise, make a commitment to get a video out there, at least one video per week. Choose a day, choose a time. And sometimes you may not get it up by that time, but at least get it right. out on that day every week. But it was to establish a habit and they would all uh, teach you consistency, but also it, it taught me so much more. It taught me how to manage my time around the channel, how to make sure that I got content done, how to plan, when to shoot, how to edit, how to do it all in amount of time that worked for my life. And yeah. um, that building that habit for the year, it, it helped me grow to that first thousand subscribers. Um, but it taught me so much because of experimentation week after week after week. Okay. I'm trying something new. I'm trying something different and just mm -hmm. consistently staying with it. It helped me greatly. And, um, sometimes I don't do it like in the past year, it's been tougher with health problems, with family issues, um, mm. where I haven't been able to sometimes get videos out that week, but I found other ways. Like I've made sure I'm still doing my weekly, um, my weekly live stream on Sundays to keep my audience engaged. Um, so yeah. I found ways kind of around it, but, um, doing my best to get back on track. And I think right now I'm, I should, I think about four or five weeks back on track if I, if I remember correctly. So getting back okay. in. Yeah. yeah. And, and if nothing else, a weekly live stream, you know, that counts as a video, guys. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, yeah. here's a here's a video. You wanted a video. Yeah, I, I, I kind of set that same goal for me. Like I do a weekly podcast. And so I wanted to have like a weekly video to go along with it. Mm -hmm. And I kind of shoot for the same for the same um, uh, neighborhood, like as far as like published time is concerned, like I'm really solid on the podcast. I've never missed a deadline. Although a couple of weeks ago I came within five minutes of missing a deadline. Like I pushed the publish button. I had five minutes left. Like normally nice. it's a day or two, but, um, but anyway, yeah. So, but when it comes to YouTube, I'm a little bit less strict about it. In fact, there have been, you know, I've only had the channel since like October and I can think of already like three or four times that I've just missed a week just because either A, you know, life got in the way or B. And like it was funny because just recently 
and and Juan Bagnell comes to mind when I talk about this. Just recently, I actually missed two weeks, mm. and I and I was thinking to myself like. This is the part where Juan would talk about how I would go on and say, hey, guys, sorry I haven't done a video in a couple of weeks. Because, you know, he he always talks about that situation where you've got a YouTube channel where there's, like, really good content for, like, three or four weeks, and then there's nothing. And then there's one video that says, hey, you know, or one other video, and then another couple of weeks go by and then like hey sorry i haven't been doing a video and blah 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 and i'm like i'm i'm like that guy i was thinking to myself i'm that guy and i can't do that so yeah. but i th- i think i'm back on track now nice. i think my concern is just the sustainability of creation and that's that's actually something that we can talk about because like you i have a day job as well mm-hmm. so you know this i i, I you know i'm not going to pretend to know your financial situation but i can tell you my podcast does not pay for my house right uh so um you know my podcast is at best beer money i'm in the black but just but just a little so yeah. i've got you know a day job that that um that i'm working on to you know a- actually pay the bills so i can keep doing this in my spare time um so and I, I would imagine you have kind of a similar situation there so like how does that work with uh, with the day job and with maintaining the channel content on the side, like how how do you make that work? Uh, well, it's it's actually a bit easier now with this particular job. It was a different situation when I was working at my previous job, um, mm-hmm. where time management was much more. Uh, it was much more critical before because the previous job I had to commute at a really long commute, ninety minutes each way minimum. Um, so I was wow. gone usually like. Um, seven in the morning to like seven at night or 6 a.m. to like <sighs> 6 p.m. And so then I would only have a few hours in the evening to like spend with my family, eat dinner, and then I would start working on videos. So yeah. that's where um, I started compartmentalizing uh, how I do my production. And I still do it this way now, even now, but now it's a little bit easier because um, my my work for vidIQ is not like, um, it doesn't take my entire day. So yeah. it's kind of like at a certain time, at a certain time, at a certain time. So it's basically like, you know, four or five, six calls during the day, but there's gaps in between where I can edit for half an hour or I can work on the oh, script okay. for half an hour. And then in the evenings, then I'll, you know, knock out two hours of either finishing up the edit or shooting the thumbnails or B-roll shots. So, but I still spread it out and that's, what's helped me make sure I get these videos done because, um, like, let's say I, I, I try to get videos out Friday, Saturday or Sunday, um, but if it comes to like, I get to Friday and I haven't even shot the talking head portion, then I'm like in a crunch. And now I got to do everything in the next like 48 hours. And that really sucks. Yeah. So now what I try to do is make sure by Sunday or Monday night at the latest have, you know, the quote unquote script um, ready to go. That way I can record that either Monday night or Tuesday night. And then I spend Wednesday and Thursday editing and getting all my shots and then I can get it all put together by Friday and hopefully release Saturday morning. So I'm basically kind of yeah. breaking up the work so that it's not tying up, you know, every single day of my life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so I hear that. I hear that. So I've actually recently adopted. So like a big part of my podcast is doing like the news. Like I'll go over mm-hmm. like news stories from the week. And, you know, it used to be when I was when I was freelancing, you know, I could kind of dedicate my Fridays to just like being a script edit podcast day, you know? Um, But like, you know, with my work situation changed actually where I'm going to be doing like a little bit more full time actually as of next, as of next month. Mm -hmm. So I, this month I've been practicing and like getting myself into the habit of 
writing the news every night so that I don't have this like gigantic block of thing to do right. on Friday. And so, so yeah, that's, I mean, so it sounds like, it sounds like we have very similar uh, workflows. I like the fact that you can multitask yeah. from the, uh, from the, you know, the day job and you can sneak in a couple, a little bit here and a little bit there yeah. of your, of your YouTube channel. So during now, do you ever, do you ever envision a time when YouTube might, pay the bills and might actually become your full-time job is that is that a goal of yours i mean is that something that you're that you're striving towards or is this just more of a you know a fun thing to do on the on the on <laughs> in between calls on your day job yeah no no so. i mean it for the longest time it was especially when i was working the previous job and it's not that i i liked my previous work i did not like my commute that was what was oh, kill, sure. that was what was crushing my soul and uh, that was one of the things where I'm like, I got to get out of this. And that was the goal at the time. Now, I mean, I still haven't met the goal. There's a monetary goal. There has to be a chat, an average amount. And oh, if yeah. I'm not hitting that average amount for 12 months, there's no way I could quit my job. But here's the thing, though. Even if I get to that goal now, being doing that now, I'm doing a completely different job that I absolutely enjoy. I have mm -hmm. no incentive to quit. But. I still have the incentive to try. I'm still trying to reach that goal to where it's enough to where it could potentially be like a real solid dual income kind of a situation. Um, yeah. So at some point it absolutely could be where I wouldn't have to, to do a full-time job where I could just do YouTube full-time. That's definitely mm -hmm. something that can happen. Um, the trajectory that I'm going, the type of content that I make, it lends itself um, to affiliate marketing. It lends itself um, to being, um, something very lucrative. So, um, it's something that's entirely possible, but right now, um, I think I'm more on a trajectory of trying to make sure that I'm more financially stable and having the dual income for me because also benefits, yeah. um, benefits are a huge thing and we have a great benefits, benefits package. Benefits are huge. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, right now, all of our Canadian listeners are like, what are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. But, <laughs> but yeah, God bless America. That's right. Anyway, so, well, I just do what I did. Marry the benefits. Hey. Yeah, but anyway. Um, <laughs> I was so, that person. Uh, I'm the I'm the person that they marry for that. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Love you, honey. Anyway, uh, so... So let me uh, let's let's go ahead and transition now over into audio since that's kind of your that's kind of your deal. We've touched on sure. it a little bit, but uh, the one question that I want to ask you, and I want to make sure that I ask this before before we run out of time. But how many earbuds do you own right now? Yes, <laughs> because like. Uh, you know, it's like uh, uh, j just the other day, actually, I've, uh, you know, I've got this kind of dual phone wielding thing going mm -hmm. on because I have an extra SIM and, you know, I'm, I'm never just looking at one phone at any given time. Right. So, um, so like the other day I had just moved into the OnePlus 9 Pro and I was getting ready for a bike ride and the other phone that I have is the Galaxy Fold, mm. which I would never take on a bike ride. <laughs> Let's right. be clear about that. Yeah. I'm never taking that phone on a bike ride. So, like, I was grabbing the OnePlus 9, and I was, like, running around the house looking for, like, an extra pair of earbuds. I know I have, like, 10 of them right. because I've reviewed them all, but, like, I just couldn't, couldn't for the life of me find them. 
And so, like, somebody who does audio exclusively, I can only imagine, like, the stacks or the boxes full of earbuds that you must have. So, But I also know um, from my time with Sound Guys, like, some audio companies are very stringent on review devices. Mm -hmm. Like, they'll give you a specific amount of time and say, we need these back. Um, And for good reason, because sometimes the headphones you're looking at are a thousand bucks or whatever. So... um, so uh, so yeah, I was just I was just curious, like how many earbuds you actually do own because those those companies typically don't ask for them back, at least in my experience. Yeah, no, it's it's le- it's you know cost them too much to send call tags for that sort of thing. So, yeah. um, but if I ha- I mean if I had to take a guess, I would have to say yeah, it's, guess it, it's got to be. I mean, for Bluetooth earbuds, it's got to be well over a hundred. It's it's got to oh, be, but I haven't I've lost count at this point. So right yeah. right. And that's just that's just Bluetooth earbuds. We're not even talking about headphones and right. both wired and the wireless variety, and then in your monitors. So there's it's it's much deeper. Like when I tell people that, they're like, "What? You don't even show this stuff on your channel?" And I'm like, "My my audio hobby as a as a hobby for myself is much deeper than what the channel shows because wow. okay. of the fact that." There, I have to weigh out what goes onto the channel because of the amount of production time and whether or not mm-hmm. it's something that's actually going to do well on the channel. Because I could, yeah. if I just reviewed everything, you'll see a lot of channels that just review everything, and you'll see that like out of ten videos, only one of them pops. And yep. I have to be a little more strategic to make sure that I'm that I'm uh, following up success upon success. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting because you and I are definitely in different places because like I can put whatever I want onto my onto my channel and it doesn't really matter. Like and it's funny because like I did one laptop unboxing from back in December and it's actually the main laptop that I'm using right now. It's an MSI uh GL75 Leopard and like that video just fire and like everything it's like and i look at my and i look at my channel statistics and i keep you know pointing to co-producer cliff and i say one of these things is not like the others and so it's like that that video just week after week after week hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and even thousands of views i mean what is that even up to now i'm gonna look yeah anytime Um, we see something like that like if i was talking to a coaching client and i saw that in their analytics then the first thing I would say would be like, and how Get come you haven't made laptops. any follow-up videos? Like, yeah, especially right. long-term, if it's something that you're using, then it's mm-hmm. something like, hey, you know, here's three months later, six months later, or deeper dives yeah. into like uh, my tips and tricks or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, so and I'm like, going to tell you exactly why I haven't done a follow-up on that. And that is because, um, oh, hey, I got another subscriber at some point. That's fun. Nice. Uh, no, the the reason I have not done a sub, uh, follow-up on that, where that content tab? God, I can never remember that. Uh, the reason I haven't done a follow-up on that is because of the production that would have to go into yeah. it. And I'm, like YouTube is a very low effort thing for me. Right. So, I, okay. So, you know, what? I'm just going to read some numbers here to you. Uh, 121, 483, 344, 8,412. <laughs> That's how it goes. That's how it goes. Yeah. I had the same thing happen to me back in the day when I was, uh, I think I must've been around 200 or 300 subscribers. And it was one of my, it was my first video that quote unquote popped and, mm-hmm. uh, where I was struggling to get 20, you know, 10, 20, 30 views on a video. And then mm-hmm. this video gets 150 views in the first day. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, what is happening here? It was an earbud video. And okay. after a week, it had 1,000 views. And then after two weeks, it was at 3,000. And it just kept going. And I'm like, what the heck? 
So, right. um, but it was, you know, it was a product that I just released. It was an audio product. I was super excited about it in the video and I was doing funny stuff mm-hmm. in the video. Um, so it worked out really well. So, you know, and then I was like, you That's- know what, maybe... Well, people kept asking me in the comment section, like, oh, how is this versus the previous model? I'm like, I don't know. Let me buy the previous model and, and tell you. <laughs> so then I made a versus right. video. Then that one took off even bigger. And that's kind of where that sort of started nice. going. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, I should do a follow up video on this laptop. I just don't know what form that would take. But that's oh. probably a production meeting that we don't need. Yeah, it would be just, right if, if anything, it would just be talking <laughs> about it. I would just talk about it. Like, here's been my experience with it. Cause people love that. Like, people yeah. love knowing something down the road. Like, because you'll see a lot of this in tech and you'll hear a lot of people talk about this in tech about how people will just grab a product, do that first day review unboxing thing, and they just move mm-hmm. away and then they go to the next product, they go to the next product. But consumers really value. No, no, I mean, it happens. And uh, but <laughs> yeah. consumers do really value that long term perspective. So, yeah. And, and what I've been doing, actually, is I've been doing the unboxings on on the youtube channel and then i'll follow it up with a full review on the podcast and i think maybe there's maybe that's where the disconnect is Mm. is maybe but you know i was actually kind of hoping that i might actually drive you know uh, stuff over to the to the main platform but hasn't worked out that way go figure (laughs) but uh so um let me ask you this i know that audio is a very uh personal thing yeah. Like, you know, and, and I've heard and I've heard you talk on a number of different uh, places that audio is just such a personal thing that like, you know, people will ask you, what's the best of headphones? And you're like, I don't, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's there's really no good answer to that. So yeah. what I wanted to ask you was, what are some tips or tricks that you could share about finding the right set of cans for a given person? Mm, so mostly it comes down to what the use case is. So, mm-hmm. because that's in that, and then we can iterate further once we figure that out, because for some people, um, especially in the past year, they'll approach me because they need something for like zoom calls and for work. And that's a completely different product versus somebody who hits me up and is like, Hey man, I want something to, you know, play games and watch movies on my computer. That's a whole different product. Or, uh, right. so, you know, I want something that can cancel out the noise on the train when I'm on my commute to work and I'm watching videos on my phone, completely different mm-hmm. product. So it's one of those things where I'll usually ask people the use case. And then from there, um, we'll go into like, we'll dive a little bit deeper, like, you know, Hey, you know, okay. So you're watching movies or Oh, I just want these for music. Okay, cool. Then what kind of music are you listening to? And then that'll kind of help yeah. me decide, you know, okay, this might be a better option for them if they like classical music and they're more into instruments and singers, then I might lean one way. Or if they're really big into hip hop and trap and a lot of bass, then I'll send them a different direction. So yeah. it, it really, it, it's much more personal and I don't mind helping people do that um, at all. Like, you know, when they'll ask me, I have no people do this on Twitter. Like there was a guy maybe an hour ago who just Adam, I've never even seen this guy before. And he just at, <laughs> at El Heifer reviews, Hey, what's the best earbud under 50 bucks? And I was like, so then I started asking kind of a little bit more follow-up questions like, Hey, you know, why this style, you know, and kind of going from there. And then I gave him a recommendation, but that's just how it works. And I don't mind doing it, but it is personal. And we do need to, you know, I don't want people to just automatically think, cause you'll see a lot of people doing, doing this where somebody say, Hey man, I just want the best headphone, you know, the best Bluetooth headphone out there. And they just kick them out. Sony, here you go. It's a Sony's. It's like, dude, it, it isn't just because a lot of people say it's the best. That doesn't mean it's the best for that particular person. So you really got to take responsibility and ask a couple of follow-up questions. But um, that's also why a lot of my YouTube friends just send people to me. <laughs> well, what I can tell them is the best set of earbuds is clearly the wishes. <laughs> 
T7s, baby. You got to love the so, name. <laughs> I, I love, I, I love, yeah, it's W-S-H-D-Z. Wow. And, all right. Um, but I'll tell you, the reason I, bu- uh, reason I bought these, uh, I, like I said before, I need a new set of earbuds like I need a hole in the head. Right. But I saw these, I was actually doing a best earbuds under $50 list for LifeWire. And I, I, I these came up in my, in my research. And... The reason I bought these is, do you see that on the back? That's a USB Type A plug. That's wild. <laughs> you know why that's there? It's a power. So bank? you can charge your phone off of the earbuds case. Nice. It's a one thousand two hundred, you know, uh, one thousand two hundred milliamp hour battery on the back here that you can charge your phone off of, and it just seems so ridiculous. I had to try it. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'll be unboxing these on the channel later, nice. by the way. Um, but uh, but yeah, so that was uh, that was fun. So um, what's let me let me ask you this: What's the one thing about headphones or audio gear, or you can give me a top three if you want? What's the one thing about headphones or audio gear that you wish everybody knew? Hmm. That I mean, probably the main thing would be that that sound quality is like flavors that there's different flavors of it. This is why I'll tell people that there isn't a subjective best for me or for you. Although there are people who completely disagree with me and I've got into arguments about it, but I'll tell people (laughs) that there's different flavors of it. And I like different flavors of it, just like ice cream. You know, I'm not just a one flavor guy. So it depends on what I'm doing, what I'm listening to. Sometimes I want a more flat sound, something more balanced. Or if I want to monitor audio, then I want something completely reference and very neutral. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or if I'm watching movies, then I want something that's going to have big bass response. So when those explosions kick in, so that's usually what I what I'll tell people is I wish more people knew the fact that that there isn't just sound that there's actually much more nuance to that sound and it can really improve the experience based up you know based on exactly what it is that you're going to listen to. Nice, yeah. nice. Okay, um, so what are some of the best questions that you've been asked about audio gear, either by a fan or a commenter or like on one of your videos? Like, what are some of the real, what are some of the questions that really stick out in your mind as like, wow, that was really good? Usually it's, um, usually where they get me is when they're asking like comparison questions, which I really like sometimes because what they'll do is let's say like just recently, cause it's, you know, recency bias. Um, I named a, a, a new champion for under $50. And in that video I had mentioned how I was, I was going to pit them up against some of the top earbuds in the industry, regardless of price. Um, because yeah. that's how, how strong I feel, how confident I feel about their sound quality, how impressed I am. And that's when people started asking me very specific questions. And they were just like, hey, um, can you tell me what are the, you know, how are these compared to like Sony or how are these compared to these in-ear monitors or how are these compared to like these over your headphones? I'm like, whoa, like this is some interesting stuff that I normally don't like to do. Like I don't like comparing earbuds to headphones. I like keeping the the comparisons at least somewhat similar. Oh but yeah, right. <laughs> that was one of, those are some of the better ones that I've been asked because, um, you know, they want to know like, Hey, can we really, can this $50 earbud really, really compete sound quality, just sound quality for sound quality up against the top dogs in the industry right now, like Sennheiser or, uh, Bose yeah. or Sony, you know, whoever. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, so do you think that this Yamaha motorcycle is better or this Toyota Prius? Exactly. Which do you think is better? <laughs> it's, uh, I get a lot of that. Uh, let, uh, <laughs> I bet. I bet. So, um, okay. So 
when when it comes to you, like you know, because this this show is about you, so let's talk about you. What are your go to headphones? Like, and, and and I know you mentioned several times that you have like different headphones for different jobs, yeah. but like, let's say you're, um, okay, I'm gonna, I guess I'm gonna dip back into Juan Bagnell's. Uh, page here and say your house is on fire your family is safe all your personal effects are safe what which headphones are you grabbing as you run out the door oh most likely it's gonna probably end up being um the well if i'm just gonna grab them as i run out probably gonna end up being those airpods max okay yeah okay so you're digging those huh yeah no for sure I, i know a lot of people had trouble with them um they're not perfect they're definitely a first a first time device for sure but okay. um gen one hardware for the win <laughs> yeah right no it's it's one of those things where it uh assuming that i have my phone with me it's just going to be one of those things where it's part of the ecosystem and you know i have the ipad i have my iphone you know on top of you know everything else that i have um most likely that would be the one that i would grab just as if i was running out that would probably be the one okay yeah. All right. well that's that's legit that's legit so um who is on your Mount Rushmore of sound companies? Like, and and let's talk about headphones first. But then I just want to get into like general audio and, and like, sure. you know. So let's let's talk about your Mount Rushmore of headphone companies. Like, when when you get a press release from X Y Z company, which one really perks up your ears? And no pun intended. Yeah. Which one? You know, which one of those is like, oh, I got to hear what that's what they're talking about. Yeah. No, there's a few. Um... Focal yeah. is one of them. Okay. Uh, so Focal is one of them. Uh, usually when Sennheiser has a new product release, that definitely gets my attention. Powers uh, and Wilkins, that's another one. Um, and then there is, there's another one that usually comes to mind. Uh, when was it? It was recent. Uh, usually when it comes up like this, normally it's um, one more. So even though they're okay. not such a, a hugely widely known brand, but what they bring to the table is usually really exceptional. And I'm a big fan of their um, engineer who does their tuning. Um, he, nice. It's like his the way he tunes stuff is exactly like if I knew how to do that, that's what I would tune <laughs> stuff to. So, nice. yeah. So, yeah. Nice. Whenever they say they're going to come out with something new, I'm like emailing my PR guy and I'm like, hey. What's uh what's the deal, man? So uh when are we when are we shipping those out? <laughs> man, I, I haven't had the opportunity to review a one more device in a long time. I'm yeah. a big fan of theirs. Um and like the one the first time I reviewed some of their stuff, they sent me like I was with Pocket Now at the time and they mm. sent me like four different sets of there was a, a set of over ears and then like three sets of earbuds and like each one of them had such a unique and remarkable unboxing experience. Oh, like yeah. the packaging <laughs> The packaging was like so next level, and I, I you know, I'm trying to remember if I've done anything of theirs since then. But like, is their packaging still that good? Like, because like I remember they had like magnetic catches on the boxes and like velvet lined interiors, and like yeah. there were designs all over the place. Oh, it's just it's it usually they're they they reserve that for more of their top tier products. But okay. um, even I mean, even the the ones that are like the their lower end stuff still have a better unboxing mm-hmm. experience than half of the industry. But um, they usually reserve it for like their stuff that's usually like I don't know if it's a price, but normally it's like a hundred, maybe like eighty or higher. But okay. a lot of the products still come in like that. Like when they brought out the neck band um, last year, 
the noise canceling dual driver neckband, it came with mm. the full experience. Like you opened it up like a nice. book and it had all the different adapters and a huge variety of tips and all the artwork and like all it was, it was exactly what you were describing, like with their wired products, the stuff that they used to do with the black boxes and the whole thing, it, it, they gave you that experience with it. So oh, yeah. nice. nice. So, um, all right. So we talked about, we talked about headphones, but like just sound companies in general, cause you do more than just he- ear- headphones and earbuds. You do, um, you know, speakers and, you know, Bluetooth speakers and whatnot. So like, who are some of your favorite companies like outside the realm of headphones, but still in the audio space? Um, so one of the big ones would be somebody like Shure. Um, I mean, I got the mic here, but, um, I was always liking them back in the days from their older headphones. And then my brother used to use their needles, um, for a lot of his DJ work. So, um, I don't think they're in that space anymore, but it was just one of those companies that I was like big on from when we were kids. Um, the other one recently is for speakers is Micah, uh, M I C C A. And they have some excellent speakers. I use their bookshelf speakers on uh, for my for my TV. Uh, so instead of like a, a sound bar, or I don't I don't have like a home theater system, but I have their speakers set up with an amplifier, and it is ex- exceptional. So I nice. uh, really like that. Um, one of the ones that I experienced recently, but I haven't had a chance to check out their products in it, well, not review them in person. I had a chance to listen to them when I was at CES. Was a company called mm. SVS, and they do these like massive home theater subwoofers. Um, oh wow yeah that stuff was truly impressive so um but yeah i mean those are some of the ones that that like you know that i really like some some good stuff out there one of these days i would like to build a home audio system but like let's let's be honest i just got a working tv last christmas so like we went we went like several years in my house without without a decent tv just because you know, we all watch stuff on our devices. Yeah. Like it, it was, it was like foreign to me to like turn on this big screen and like. So anyway, uh, yeah. So one of these days, I would like to build a uh, a home theater type sound setup, yeah. but yeah, we're not there yet. But um, okay. So when we talked about um, when we when you when you were on um, Creator Chat, you talked about how the. Um, how how audio is very much a right tool for the right job type of uh, type of experience. So when you're doing like editing and when you're doing like you know sound editing and stuff like that, you said you like to have a really flat um, uh, uh, a soundstage. Like what what's your go to headphones for doing? audio work and I, I i i mainly ask for selfish reasons because obviously that's my biggest use case is yeah. audio editing so i'm just kind of curious as to where you are with that um two different options so normally when i'm editing my audio just because i'm so used to it from from using it now for the past two years are mm-hmm. my um my sennheiser hd 6xx or uh, theoretically they're very similar to the hd 650 um, so okay. I'm very accustomed to using those, but if I want something, they're not fully neutral. They're very relaxed and they have really good vocal range for them. They're, they're very mid range, uh, focused. Um, but if I want something that is extremely neutral, extremely flat, um, $40, there's a company called Moondrop and they make these in-ear monitors, um, called SSR. And that's, that's the name of the product is Moondrop SSR and $40. They look like nothing. When you look at them, you're like, what, what is this little thing? But they are so neutral so flat they are pure for monitoring so exactly what your source is giving you that is what you're hearing so usually when i'm yeah usually when i want to make sure like really like if if i'm not getting a good dial on my audio like i'm like this is just not working like i'll scrap the audio file and then i'll go in i'll plug in those ssrs and then i'll really listen and fine tune with those 
Um, mm. It really, it, it comes out much better. For me, listening to music with those is really not like, I'll use those to like test an amplifier to see if there's any coloration. Oh, sure. But aside from that, um, they're really good for work. But for like enjoying, unless you enjoy that kind of sound, for me, sure. that's not me. But for monitoring, they're excellent for that. And they're only 40 bucks. Yeah, seriously. I mean, you, like you said that, and I like instantly wrote down the name. And yeah. I guess I'm going to have an Amazon package coming to me in the next couple of days. Yeah, but, yeah they're uh, very. Link in the show notes, everybody. By right? the way, um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty cool. Because and, and and I know like see, I use these Audio Technicas, and and oh, what I really great. like about the what I like about the Audio Technicas is the really subtle branding that they have. <laughs> All right, so. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a bad idea to get a, a, actually a nice set of, uh, ear monitors would actually be really good for like when I have to edit on the go. Yeah. So, um, so you mentioned that you're an iPhone, um, iPhone family, a- Apple family, I guess there. So how have you handled the transition from like, I'm obviously the AirPods, the AirPods Max Pro, whatever the frick they're called. But like, what other, what other headphones have you been using with your iPhone there? Like, what are you, uh, what are you feeling, uh, when it comes to like, you know, just kicking back and listening to a podcast or something like, you know, benefit of a doubt. Well, to, to be, to be fair, uh, I actually use both. Like I have, just like you, I'm dual SIM. So I have a S 21 plus, uh, as oh, well. Nice. Or okay. normally I have a pixel, like I have a pixel five as well. Um, so mm-hmm. normally right now I'm doing the dual wield with the iPhone 12 pro and the S 21 plus. Um, okay. so just to be fair, but normally the other headphones yeah. that I would use with the iPhone, it's, it's going to be the, um, the AirPods max or the AirPods pro if I want to use earbuds. Um, okay. aside from that, um, sometimes I'll use the Sony's with the uh, iPhone, but normally like if I'm going to listen to like my audiobooks or if I'm going to listen to music, uh, I normally don't do that with, with the iPhone. I'll test when I test stuff on both platforms, I'll test with the iPhone, but normally okay. for content consumption, I'm usually doing that on, on the S 21 or like on my LG V 40 with the quad DAC. Um, I'll do it on that side. Um, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, you just named like four different phones, none yeah. of which have a headphone jack. So like, you're still, you're still kind of proving my point there, but, uh, yeah. but then you brought up the, uh, LG V40. Oh so yeah. That's, no, the, that's, I, I have to keep the, the V40 is a, is a mainstay. Um, I keep, I keep uh flack files locally stored on it, but it also has like my Amazon music HD. Um, so if I want to, that's usually what I'll, I'll use that to like, um, test out in your monitors to test out anything that's wired. Um, just to get kind of like a base reference on it. And it's so good. And you can get that phone for so cheap. So oh, yeah. it's, it's crazy Link how, show notes. yeah, it's like <laughs> I, p- I picked it up. It was technically speaking used. It was on Amazon renewed, uh, but it was like 175 bucks and it, it arrived in Jeez. immaculate condition, like not a nick or scratch on it. So, wow. Yep. Wow. You know what? Now I'm kind of curious. Uh, LG V40 Amazon. Let's see what let's see what they got there. Yeah, I was really uh, surprised. 199 bucks. That's there not bad. Go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bucks. I've got the V50 here and That's actually a the great v- device. It is. It is. I got the uh, Korean variant because oh. they wanted to send me the one with the dual screen case. So oh, right, yeah. Pogo pins on the back, but I also have this persistent um, clock from Korea on the home screen that I can't get rid of. Like there's a widget that you I can't change the 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 clock widget. And it's funny because I like I've done it I've done it once before, but then I gave that phone to my wife, and after I wiped it, that clock came back, 
and yeah. I can't figure out how to get rid of it again. But uh, but yeah, so yeah, two hundred bucks on on Amazon is a renewed, and actually there's a renewed one for one hundred seventy seven. So yep. li- link in the show notes. So you should go uh, you should go check that out. Cool. Well, we can start um, we can start wrapping this up. I really appreciate you accommodating my my schedule today oh, because yeah, man, like no it was just. It was just a day, man. You know. <laughs> no, I, dude. I trust me. I know, man. I know how it goes. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we were just. Uh, I had just sat down to start cooking dinner when I realized it was seven o'clock, and I'm like, oh, I'm never gonna get this done by eight. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I definitely appreciate you uh, taking the time to come on and being a guest here on uh, Beyond a Doubt. So now it's uh, time to go ahead and roll out the red carpet for you, and you can uh, tell everybody where people can find you on the internet and on the YouTube tubes and on the uh twitters and all that fun stuff so go ahead and pimp your stuff there sure i mean it's uh, all basically going to be the same so it's el jefe reviews on all the platforms so wherever you okay. might be looking for me um so yeah youtube el jefe reviews social media facebook twitter instagram all of them el jefe reviews uh, and mainly just hang out on youtube and twitter for the most part um you know but that's that's mostly where you can find me but i've been doing a little more instagram uh hanging out with people there and stuff as well so trying to reach out to people um, but aside from that, it's pretty much it. You might even see me on clubhouse. I usually join in there for people that are on there or even Twitter spaces. I've been starting some of my own this past couple of weeks, have conversations nice. with people live. So I, I, I prefer, I like, uh, Twitter spaces is good. They just need to work on it. It's still kind of buggy, but okay. I like the fact that it's, uh, it's open to, to pretty much anybody on any phone. So it yeah. allows a much wider audience to come in. So I do, I do like that conversation. It's a, it's actually a much more lively conversation. Not those elitist clubhouse. People. <laughs> That's right. <So. laughs> you know, I got you know I got a clubhouse account just long enough for me to register my name in clubhouse, and I haven't been back since. Nice. So, what am I missing over there? What's uh, what's the deal with clubhouse? Give me your your elevator pitch on why people should be on clubhouse or Twitter Spaces, as it were. Well, I guess it depends on what you're there for, because it, the who you follow there will really determine how good or bad your experience is. Um, okay. but for me, it's mostly about the YouTube education space or, um, the creative education space or like affiliate marketing. So I follow specific people mm. for that kind of, t- those kind of talks. So whenever they're live, like when I sign in, it'll show me which of the people I'm following, like what rooms they are in. It's usually going to be something entrepreneurial, something about YouTube education, uh, whatever it might be. So, um, but like, mm. let's say if I was on there for drama or for whatever it might be, um, because there's rooms for everything in there. Um, so it just depends on who you follow. It can, it can help the experience, but for me, for YouTube education and for networking, it's actually been excellent. Yeah. I've actually seen, uh, when you, when you've participated in, um, in, uh, in clubhouse and in, in spaces, it's, it's typically from a creator standpoint, like kind of like helping out other people, like talking about how you manage your channel and stuff like that. I've never actually listened, but that was a topic that was listed. Yeah. <laughs> so, so pardon me. I, I've never actually, uh, I don't know. I'm just having trouble getting on board with the whole. I mean, you you would think like me as a podcaster in an audio medium, like Clubhouse would be like right up my alley. But at the same time, like I have trouble. Maybe it's because I'm so scripted. Maybe it's because like maybe it's because I don't have a script for Clubhouse. But uh, anyway, well, I'll I'll see if I can bounce in there sometime Uh, next time you're next time you're in there chatting with uh, Renee or Viper or any of those guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, Because yeah, because they're all awesome and they're all friends of the show. So except Viper, Viper hasn't been on the show yet. We need to get him on here. Oh yeah, just give him a give him a buzz. He's all he's always up for a conversation. So and he's a Chicago boy too. So we can. 
We get we can relate on that level. Well, anyway, um, El Jefe, uh, thank you for coming on and uh, for for chatting about audio and about YouTube content creation and about just being awesome in general. And it's, it was awesome to have you on, and hopefully we can have you on again sometime. No, absolutely, man. I appreciate being on. It was my honor. And, yeah, anytime, man, whenever you want to have a convo or just, you know, kick back and chill, man, just let me know. I'm always up for it.